Good evening, joining Jody and uh, evening, my dogs. Is uh, a warm welcome from a uh, light five kg plus lifestyle athlete. Back into training, mate. I'm back into training, and uh, the Christmas days are coming. But I'm off for the for the new season, and I've got some new plans. But what are your plans then? What are you looking at doing? Um, a whole lot. But first, like getting back into a rhythm. Looking forward to training again. Um, looking forward to lifting the weights in the winter, you know, getting that Valera app on, um, losing some weight because I've, I've, I'm like out of shape, but I like to like, get back out of that, uh, you know, like, how do you call it? Better every day? Better every day, mate. Just go to uh, a dodgy Indian like uh, like, like <laughs> I went to, mate. You'll soon lose the, the, the like, three or four kilos I, you put on. So I just... Um, did my first swim since uh, Cozumel. I've done some uh, some runs and uh, some easy bike sessions last week. So this was my first swim, and I was moving. I was absolutely moving. And do you know why that is? Because you've got more buoyancy. Exactly, fat flows, mate. And I was literally floating above the water like a hovercraft. What do you think to race weight? Do you think that it's important? Like you know, when people obsess about it or not? Um. I think a lot of people are too anal about it because if you're the thing is if you're if you're too focused on losing weight and the paradox is uh, that you uh, struggle to get the calories in to um, first of all for energy for the sessions and second of all for the recovery. Um, but second of all, yeah, there's a fine line, mate. There's a fine line because if you do a hilly course and you've got three extra kilos, it's quite hot, isn't it? Oh yeah, massive. Do you weigh yourself in the season? I do not weigh myself in the season. Uh, by the way, our third dog just joined. Max, Max, you need to hold on a little bit because we're talking about uh, our uh, our uh, um, about our weight. We're talking about our weight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but did you know what someone said to me, Joe? By the way, last weekend, what they say? <laughs> so, a friend of him told him like. Hey, Tom, Tom looked out of shape for Cozumel. He looked a bit fat on the pictures. Really? Yeah. Don't worry, mate. The only, we all know the only weight you're worried about is the weight of your paychecks, mate. And they come in super heavyweight, don't they? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, but I'm, I'm, um, I've got a big, a big, big news uh, thing for you, Jody. I am, I might be starting with a coach as of the 1st of January. No way. Yes, I am. I, I, what? I need yeah, I need that structure. I need that plan. I need that plan. I just need someone to... Uh, is it Stapley? To help me. Is it you, Max? Me. Max has had a haircut Mate, as well, uh, isn't he? Look at yeah. that. Ever since coming back from Bahrain, and uh, I've just got so confident that I think I'm going to go into coaching and my first athlete's going to be uh, Tom Oosterdick. It's going to take you to a front pack swimmer, Tom. The only <laughs> yeah. downside is that all the races you keep entering, the swims keep getting cancelled, so it's going to be all in vain, mate. <laughs> Doesn't you know, Doesn't out next year i have got a million dollar bonus on one of my contracts like i know what that is we told you didn't we max didn't we don't yeah, you yeah, know yeah. about it do you know tom have i told you yeah it's probably a sponsor that's confident enough to say i'll give you a million if you come out front pack in like an a race if i lead out the water the, honestly i'm not even shitting you this is 100 percent in the contract a million dollars if i lead out the water in Kona this year, the million dollar contract, mate. If I could literally just get out of that water first, I get a million bucks. But who, 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 um, 
Which is this a sponsor that is has got? Uh, is it like a wetsuit sponsor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> so confident. No, that it's you just are a, gonna it's just a patron. Door. It's just a patron of the show who's just <laughs> that confident. Like he's actually not got that much money, but he's just so confident. He's just put his house up. <laughs> to be honest, if if that if I'd had four people or five people saying like, "Hey, mate, I would pay you a million because I'm so damn confident that you won't ever, for example, podium in an Ironman." Then I would just bribe the whole flipping race. And, you got fifty k uh, each, but yeah, you wouldn't need to everyone. bribe them, would you? Because say you go to an Ironman, there's only like say four or five good people. There could be twenty five people on the list. You could pay them a bit more. The next one down, you pay a little bit less, and some of them you wouldn't even bother paying at all. Although shit happens that by the time in the race, you could just imagine the one guy you're going up against is someone who you didn't bother paying. You'd have to try and do it on the fly, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. I have <laughs> heard stories, by the way, um, from top pros who have won Kona that on the bike offered other people, uh, other pros like good cyclists, um, a, a big amount of money if they would ride for them in Kona. So for example, I would come out of this water with you, Joe, and if I'm a top contender for uh, the win, um, but I'm not a great cyclist, I would say, Joe, if you would pace me up to the front, I'll pay you 20 or 30 grand. Well, and they said this actually in the race you've heard or before they hadn't no, in the before. race in the who, race who was it race. who was it before the race um, people that in the last uh, six years have won uh, world championships titles titles you, you've well tell us a name come on go on, on. i'll tell it on the patreon show mate ah oh. <laughs> 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 the patrons where we're gonna uh, end up talking all the shit anyway who but is this someone, coach that you've got told me Someone told me that uh, um, uh, he's he's a great cyclist, and uh, it, it, yeah, they, they, he told me when we were on the booth after a race, and he was a bit pissed that he got paid thirty grand to tow them up to the front. Now he was offered uh, money if they. What uh, did he, he take it? He didn't take. I it. would take it. I would take it. If someone said to me, I'll give you 30K to turn me up to the front, I'd be like, well, I have to do all the fucking work anyway half the time, so you might as well get some money for it. <laughs> Jump on. <laughs> might as well get something for it. <laughs> it's probably even more than a bike bonus, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be. 30K. I mean, flipping heck. You'd do that, I'd wouldn't you, Max? If someone that. says, yeah. like, you just give you 30K, just turn me up to the front, and you're like, well, we're going to have to ride hard anyway. Like, might as well just get 30K and just tow this Muppet along with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who's um who's uh who's getting co who's coaching you then tom like spill the beans well um give us a still, there still isn't a coach oh well how, how, how do you, can you say you're getting coached then because you don't actually know you might uh, because, talk to him and you because might talk i to have him. had a chat with two people but one of them said he isn't actually coaching any people anymore but i had a, who like, was that with this guy I can't tell, mate, because maybe I'm, I'm saying something now and then at the end he's like, no, I'm too busy. I don't have the time. But he was looking into it. Is he but, Dutch? No, he's not Dutch. He's, he's what about Mr. Mikhail Worldwide. Eden? But, but you're gonna Mr. Be Worldwide. <laughs> you're going to be surprised when I'm going to say it, though. Mikhail Eden. <laughs> no, it's not Mikhail Eden. It's Colin Chartier, but he's a bit busy now. Oh, yeah, but he's got a great <laughs> nutrition plan, mate. <laughs> like Your nutrition is going to be on point with him. Like I can see it now. He'll get you hiking up mountains and stuff, won't he? Now that's what I see him doing a lot now. Of, I must say, his photography game is quite awesome. If he would have done that as an athlete, he would have gotten way, way better sponsors. Do you reckon? Well, he is really quite good at photography. Yeah, I think he's got some cool pictures. But you reckon he'd have got a lot more sponsors if he was doing it? Mm, he's posting better pictures now than he was doing then. 
he is posting a lot better stuff. I mean, you're, <laughs> you were posting some good stuff in uh, Cotsimel, weren't you? I, I kept seeing you p- posting pictures of crocodiles, and I was thinking, like, firstly, why are all these crocodiles there? Where the fuck do they live? Like, because it's a little <laughs> island, isn't it? Like, do they see crocodiles? Like, I was thinking, you're going to be fucking no, 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 it's not a sea like... crocodile. <laughs> um, middle of the island, you've got these uh, uh, swamps and cenotes. You've got a lot of crocodiles and uh, what's it called? Like alligators or something? Is yeah. Something different? Yeah, I don't know. But these, uh, yeah, and massive, mate. Absolutely flipping massive. Couldn't you just imagine Max when he was like stopped in the middle of the island, like after his third punch of this alligator just like coming up to him, and then the things are finally top it off. He's dehydrated, he's fucked, he's not looking because he sat on a bench or something. This big flipping alligator is like sneaking right up behind him. You could just imagine, couldn't you? And he couldn't even, he <laughs> couldn't even ride off because he got a flat. Yeah, you couldn't even ride off from the bloody thing. <laughs> You'd had to like give him your uh, shiv, mate, and hopefully hope that he. Uh, found that like as a bit of a snack <laughs> a bit well, we were wondering who your photographer was tom we were saying bloody hell who's this who's this photographer you guys is it your secret girlfriend or like uh, uh, you brought someone out with well, you her her nickname is jamie mitchell uh instead of james mitchell uh is, is my is my girlfriend yeah yeah she's she's got the artistic uh the artistic she could help guy. you two out with a bit of content couldn't she definitely yeah. i could do with some content I'll pick a race where you're at so I can get the free content. (laughs) You will, mate. You will. I'll treat you guys to get to some good content. But anyway, um, the highs and lows. Jody, go on. Uh, Well, my high, mate, is just basically getting back in training. You know, after the last podcast, I said to you, I'm free after the food poisoning. I wasn't. It came back with vengeance, mate. And it was until Friday (laughs) that I I lasted. Honestly, it lasted six flipping days, that thing. I reckon I lost about nearly half a stone. Actually, probably over half a stone. I lost loads. Like, I'm back to, like, race weight now. Like, I couldn't eat anything. Are you (laughs) sure it's food poisoning? Because food poisoning doesn't does only last till it's still in a tummy, right? Isn't it something? I don't know how else we could have got it, mate. We went out for a horrendous Indian. All of us came down. And uh, the others gradually got better and that we weren't in contact with all the other people. It must have been, mate. Honestly, just imagine, I just imagine that chicken was probably festering in a warm environment for like four or five <laughs> days before he gave it to us. Probably the fridge was probably down or something. Yeah, there's definitely something off. There's definitely, but I think there's, it's, it's, it's a bit worse than, than food poisoning because you normally, I've had food poisoning a couple of times and as 12 but they reckon, uh, yeah, but they reckon it can last like some certain ones can last four or five days, mate, or six days. Like normally, it's just one bad day. But this was like my guts were like terrible for ages. Honestly, oh, it's uh, it would take it's taken down me, and it will take bigger and stronger men for uh, in the future as well. You know, no one's safe from it. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to bit hear a bit more about um so when I called you this morning you were saying you did another high rock session and this this made me think so as it so you did first did a swim right and then you did like a some sort of high rocks training yeah I did and yeah I can see this rocky Balboa Joe Skipper who is uh do you remember like two years ago during uh um the winter olympics this Vanderpool not the cyclist but the ice speed oh ice speed Nils Vanderpool yeah, he had like a, a different training regime and then yeah. he was breaking world records and, and uh, blah, blah, blah. I can see Jody now picking up high rocks in combination with uh, triathlon and then uh, would make this front pack, get that million bonus. Have you, have you seen this Nils Vanderpool, Max? Have you Did you hear about his crazy training uh, style? I think he yeah, trained three I, days I, yeah. a week, but he did like 10 hours a day or something or something crazy like that. Or was no, he it did four train days like a week? Five, five, five days a week, I think. 
five days I a week. Heard he, uh, he, wrote, he wrote a PDF after winning the gold medal. Yeah. He? It was like 72 pages, like the Bible of how to train to a yeah, gold Yeah, I read medal. it. And, and it's like five days on, like 10 hours a day, like monk mode, and then he just goes ham on the weekend. Yeah. Full Ibiza, was... Cancun. But he also did um, different training than someone else would do. For an yeah. ice, he would do something like a 30k run, and no one would would do something like that. In uh, it was all kinds of crazy stuff. Seven hour bike rides, weren't it? It was just, uh, and yeah. then the ice skating was really short, high intense stuff, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah this uh, this high rocks thing. What basically what I learned from it was when I was doing this the ski, uh, and I think you could take this into this could help you with your uh, triathlon as well. That my forearms fatigued so flipping much like that was the downfall of me like my grip strength went and then i went to shit on all the others and like when you swim you still use like your forearm strength don't you, you know like when you catch the water and you pull it and you know you need to you need to have strong arms don't you it was so weak that i thought god i must have some serious weaknesses in uh my body because as a pro athlete i don't think 1k on a ski erg should really fatigue you that much should it you know like to the point that your grip strength yeah. goes and everything and your arm feels weak but when you do the uh the sled pull it's like really similar muscles to when you swim and stuff as well and it's actually quite fun but it's obviously like high really high intensity because you're pulling like a sled that well i mean i was only doing 135 kilos today but like it feels pretty tough on the on the surface in david lloyd but we did like mini high rocks things so it was like basically 50 percent of everything <laughs> would you say max you need massive forearms i don't know but i was um so i did bahrain on the weekend it was the first time i actually held the tt position for that long and you know um what the formula one drivers put around their head to train on the g-forces you know and they're just like uh, like pulling oh, like a neck. weighted vest yeah my neck mate i oh. by the end i just couldn't i couldn't keep it down so i reckon oh. I might... <laughs> have you trained with the iron neck from Joe, no. I reckon we can develop a device where you put around your head and you just put a weight down. There the was front one. Of your face. We bullshit busted that before, didn't we? The iron neck, <laughs> didn't we? That's what... <laughs> we couldn't see any flipping do it using it, but you look like their guy for the marketing department. Hey, you should contact him, Max. You could get a sponsorship deal from him. He's been do- he's been waiting all this time for someone to use it, and now Max was like, "I know, I'm the one, I'm the guy for you. I'll use your iron neck." Mate, I swear to God, by the end of the ride, I couldn't even fucking lift my neck up because I was like, oh, this is ri- ridiculous. And then by the time I was off the bike, I was like, thank fuck for that. I can actually like, free my head around, you know, because obviously you, you've got to stay aero, right? So you can't be yeah. like looking up and looking down. Yeah, and but I was trying you've to got to relax aero. it, mate. I think you've got too much tension going on around your <laughs> yeah. neck. Because yeah, normally. So, I was just so stressed out when Alistair Brownlee was just yelling at me, mate. I was, I was tense. I was, I was stressed out. What was, what when did saying? he start? When did he start then? So you got out of the water, you got out on the bike on transition. You must have thought, right, I'm in the pack here. This is all going to plan. And then you, you got in your way. And then what? how long into the ride before you started getting abuse? So um, we, we, we went out, we mounted the bike onto the bike. And I, I knew Alistair was going to sp- smash it. You know, like, that's his style. It doesn't matter if it's an Ironman or if it's Super League, mate. He's going full gas. So we were yeah. going like 600 watts up the, up the motorway. And I was like, fucking, this is ridiculous. It felt like a start of a World Series. I was like, all right, follow that big red bum. And so I just, <laughs> just marked, marked his wheel. You know, I said, that, that's my ticket to the win. How so, did you mark <laughs> it? How did you mark it? Like, uh, short just drafted him, mate. You just drafted it. Just sit on him. Just sit on him, Max. Fuck it. If there's no marshals there, everyone else does it. Just sit on him. I was sitting in. 
And then all of a sudden he, he looks back and sees me and a bunch of other lads just going like, all right, then mate, you go forward. You're the big dog. You're the double Olympic medal champ, whatever. And he starts going, you want to fucking get to the front or you want to cheat? <laughs> well, that's so what he, he said. Going, you want to get to the front or you want to cheat? He said. Yeah. And I just, I just, I just looked at him and went, oh, piss off and just got back into the error <laughs> position. Did you say that to him? Piss off. Yeah, yeah. I just said, "Oh, piss off, mate." And then he just like got he got even more angry and like dropped back and started insulting everyone. And then he went to the back before he came. We didn't see him, so I don't know. Did he insult you? Did he insult you again after that or not? Yeah, I was just screaming as he does all the way. I don't really understand of his Yorkshire. How does he have the energy? I mean, I I would really say that all that aggression negatively impacts his uh, race. I mean, yeah, I mean, it obviously negatively impacted his front tire because he ended up on the side of the road. Didn't he? <laughs> he, he, Would you say that's crazy. karma? Would you say that's bad karma from all the abuse then? Well, I don't know if he heard me, but like when I rode past him, as so I told Macca after the race, I was like, oh, do you know what I said to him when I rode past him? I just yelled out, oh, karma. Karma's <laughs> <laughs> a bitch, oh, did man. you say? <laughs> I, must, I, must say I, feel, I, feel, I feel a bit sorry for him, as in that if I if you see what he's doing, like he trains his flipping ass off and just every flipping race this year, or maybe even last year, it was just that people, uh, he's got this resume where he's done literally everything and all of a sudden he goes to long course and everything just goes to shit, doesn't it? He has that pretty bad luck. He's, he's had yeah, pretty bad luck. A lot luck. of bad luck, yeah. I would yeah, be demoralizing. I mean, yeah. For Training sure, that like, hard, yeah. you get injuries or you get like, a mechanical at literally every single race nearly i mean yeah god i'd be fuming yeah i mean he's he's by far like still the best one day racer in short course like what he did in short course is ridiculous i don't i still don't think today anyone's anyone's done that but yeah long course he hasn't had hasn't hasn't been able to catch a break which is surprising because i thought that how he would how he raced short course he'd be like freaking bang on like for, for pretty much every long distance race wouldn't you have thought like solid swimmer really strong on the bike, really strong runner. I mean, didn't really have a weakness. You'd have thought like he'd be like clearing up even now, but maybe it's, do you think the fact one of the reasons is, because I've heard people mention this before, it's not necessarily how old you are, it's how long you've been training at a really high level, you know, your athletic age. You know, mm -hmm. if you've been like smashing it since you're like 12, you know, 35, 23 years of hard training, whereas some people don't start really training hard till they're like 20, you know, and then by the time they're 35, it's only 15 years of hard training. Do you think that that's part of the reason? It's just so many years of hard training that your body can only take so much, can't it? You know, it's not a machine. Yeah, I think there's that. But also I think the type of training that him and Johnny do and did isn't isn't suited at all to long distance. Like they do kind of like hyper-polarized, like hard track sessions, speed, and I like not not much threshold, you know, like everything they do, they finish like exhausted, which is great for short course, you know, like because you need to be able to put yourself in the K-hole like LT3 all the time. But at long course you need to be able to manage it and be intelligent right so i think like his aggression tactic like works so well at short course because that you just need to rip people's legs off it's pretty simple but long course and you obviously need to manage yourself did you train with him in leeds uh not much of with alistair but i did a lot with johnny and like johnny's still so impressive man like fuck like he shifts you know but i can see why he struggles at long course because there's no threshold in their program you know 
So you would just give crazy, him. Though, they've been doing this since they were kids, like day in, day out. And, and also his season is mega long, isn't it? And you've been going to Phuket with your missus. And then you were on the two euros Patai. It's a bit of a holiday, isn't it? I mean, you're still trading hard, but he's in the grim UK-ish winter uh, on the turbo trainer in a moldy old garage. And then going to the track and piss and rain four degrees. And then you go into Dubai or what is it, Bahrain. You have a front. Yeah, but it's a... It's a myth, though, isn't it? Training in the cold and shitty weather makes you strong, isn't it? That's the biggest yeah, bullshit buster ever. Like, why make it hard for yourself? You know what I mean? Like, if you can go somewhere yeah, yeah, warm yeah. and train when it's easier, then yeah. surely, mentally, that's a massive win-win. Because instead of, like, forcing yourself to do these horrible, like you said, grim sessions and training there, like, Max is, might have been training just as hard, but it feels like a holiday. So then when you get yeah. into the race, mentally, you're like... Way fresher, whereas like you know, you get to the end of a long season, you're training in like flipping three degrees, pissing rain. You know, no matter what they say, you can't train as hard in a British winter as you can somewhere like nice and warm. No, like, definitely not. There's no definitely way. Not. Like, I mean, look at for example the uh, the volume you're doing on the bike right now. It's not that like you're riding 13 hours, 14 hours a week now in the winter. I mean, going out for four for five hours in two degrees i wouldn't even be able to do it and indoors no flipping way mate i think i need to go to a psychologist if i would do stuff like that but then if you train in the cold it's really hard on your neck as well and i think when you go to phuket <laughs> you're too easy on yourself so i could see a- you in phuket tom like living the dream <laughs> yeah. eating these like two dollar pad ties whatever it was you said well, like no, you see me the coach from bali <laughs> the yeah, coach in you should move in with jürgen zach mate he's the king he's the king of phuket he's coaching by day karaoke and cigarettes by night it's brilliant every, is that what he does yeah every night every night if you go down to a pub called beach pig on the beach beach you got pig jürgen, you got Jürgen Zach doing karaoke, sinking cervezas and drink and smoking cigarettes, mate. It's unbelievable. That'll be the end of Tom's tri- triathlon career then. He won't be uh, picking it back up after that. That'll be him. He'll be gone. He'll just be, turn into like to coaching. Be honest, I do like a drink, but going there every night is not really, that's not really a purpose, isn't it? I mean. I don't know, Tom. I could see you on a slippery slope. You say that now, but once you're there and the atmosphere, no, no, no. and the, once the lady boys start rolling in, mate, you won't be rolling out. Once you get the lady boys, mate, that's it, you're finished look at Jürgen he's done yeah oh, you boys are so narrow-minded um, but uh, anyway shall we go? I want to hear some lows I want to hear some lows oh man I got a low I'm... go on in mate you know that bike you lent me Joe oh uh, you haven't broke it have you no, you haven't no, bloody no, crashed no. it you haven't damaged it in the plane what's happened to it now <laughs> no it's, it's, it's a beautiful bike and it's worth a shit ton of money but I reckon I've paid as much as it's worth in fucking baggage fees, mate. I might as well just bought my own. Uh, what, what's the latest baggage fee then? I've like? been lugging that thing around the world <laughs> for the last eight weeks. <laughs> and I think I'm genuinely paid. Off the top of your head now, roughly add up how much you reckon you've spent on that bike on baggage fees. Like how much do you reckon? If you were to quickly work out where you've been and how much each one costs, you, you say each one and I'll work it out. I'll add it up. So it was 700 to get it to Saudi, 700 US. Whoa. Then it was free <laughs> to get it to Tokyo because they flew as business. Then it Who was flew another... your business to Tokyo? Super League. I was going to say, it weren't British Triathlon. Weren't flipping British Triathlon, was it? <laughs> I mean, the cargo hold. I was going to say. Yeah, well, definitely. And it, weren't Man, and it weren't Iron Man either. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he's on 700 so far. Uh, then... then it was 500 from uh, Japan to Phuket. 
Was that 500 US again as well? Yeah, 500 US. Flipping extra on 1200. Uh, yeah, and then another 240 from Phuket to uh, Bahrain. So I'm $1,440. And then what about getting back from Bahrain? Uh, another 250 euro. So now Ron, basically hear, Now we want to hear about the, mecha- the mechanic fees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also the mechanic fees were like 200 quid. Cause so he's on two, he spent $2,000 transporting it around and sorting out some basic mechanics on it. And now I'll take it back. Now you've uh, sorted it out. You can drop it back off with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mate, if I have one thing to say to the listeners, never travel with a bike through Japan if you can, mate. That place is an absolute nightmare. And uh, genuinely, I don't know if they've ever seen a bicycle in a bag because when you sit, when you when you bring it to the check-in, it's like they have a, a mental breakdown, an aneurysm, mate. It's ridiculous. We spent with Kate two hours at the check-in trying to get our bike checked in, and they got the tape measure out, weighed it, tape measure, weighed it, tape measure, and they were like, they had six people trying to figure out how to get this bike on the plane. It was ridiculous. So I would just say um, they'll probably have rules, and the Japanese are a bit like. Uh, the Germans of Europe, but then from like the Asia kind of style, they're just very strict on the rules, aren't they? So if you're a bit overweight or a bit like oversized, then uh, you just need to get your wallet. And uh, but hey, it mate, did. you've got that third place in Bahrain. I've seen you shaking hands with the prince, so I reckon the next coming five years, you, you'll be good to go. He was doing <laughs> yeah. he was doing Trump impressions to the prince, apparently. Yeah, it was re- it was really awkward because like uh, we were in the VIP section. And there was the whole, you know, the whole Bahrain team. You had Vince, Georgia, you know, all the big dogs, Olympic medalists, this. And then I was just hanging out there, semi-pro, not any results to my name apart from Laguna win, Phuket. And M- <laughs> M- MG, the, the manager of the team, says, that, oh, your highness, you know, because you have to refer to him as your highness. He says, oh, your highness, uh, meet Max. And he didn't have anything to say. He said, oh, he does a great Donald Trump impression. <laughs> And I, what is your and, and, donald and, trump impression i really want to hear it now right, like, if it's right, good enough I, for the I, prince it's got to be good enough for me and tom and and <laughs> and so so mg says yeah oh, he does a great donald trump impression and the prince goes oh yeah do it <laughs> <laughs> and so i was like oh fucking hell man like i, I got really nervous because bearing in mind like he's surrounded by like 20 sas guys 24 like, 7 really? these guys yeah 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 because these guys are ready to pop mate like they're, they're stood there they're stood there they're strapped up and I'm like, fucking hell, like, and then I thought to myself, well, <laughs> you're thinking like, this better be funny. <laughs> yeah, if that was a terrible impression, mate, you would have been lost to myself. Fucking hell, like if I do it, if I say anything that offends him, I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> I like, so I gave my sunglasses to Kate and I said to him, I said, your highness, Prince Nasser, it is amazing to be here in Bahrain, my favorite country. I love your buildings. They're amazing. And he was fucking pissing his pants laughing. He's like, I was like, I'm going to build Trump Tower Bahrain. I said, Trump Tower Bahrain right there. And he was like, oh, yeah? Where are you going to put it? I was like, right next to your building, Nasser. Right next to your building. I'm going to put my face on the building. And he was like, ah, he's a good guy. And then just like slapped me on the back and he loved it. Did he? <laughs> yeah. You know, I sent the um, Prince a message after that High Rocks thing about doing a doubles uh a doubles race. Could you imagine me and him on the team for the doubles? Like he's, he's pretty strong. Yeah, I know he's pretty ripped. strong on the sled push. I can't take fourteen minutes like I did last time, can I? And be like, who's this useless twat on my team? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's actually a really nice guy. Like if you talk to him, yeah. but um, I, I was speaking to Kate afterwards, and she's like, "Oh, Max, like you got you got a bit too close." And I was like, "What do you mean I got a bit too close?" Because like there's all this protocol you need to follow, and like we weren't briefed. And I was like, and, and, and one of the protocols is you can't lean into him unless he leans into you. 
Oh, and, really? I was, and when I was doing the impression, I was getting really close to him. And uh, apparently he was like, <laughs> the security was like this far from just fucking taking me out, mate. Really? <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. But Don't yeah, worry. He probably thought guy. you were just going to whisper sweet nothings into his ear. Like he probably <laughs> hasn't had that for a little while. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's a good guy, but he travels in a massive motorcade of like 20 armored Range Rovers. Mate, like, after your third place of Bahrain, you'll have a motor vehicle trip uh, following you round Banyolas now, I'm sure, keeping the paparazzi at bay. The majority of <laughs> the majority of races, if you're coming out of the swim first, you'll have something like a whole motor vehicle. Uh, yeah, uh, if you, if you want to know what it's like, Max, just get out the water first by yourself and you'll know what it's like to be the Prince of Bahrain. You'll have motorbikes <laughs> right next to you. You'll have cars up ahead and, and you'll never see anyone else because you'll be going 60 k's an hour. I, <laughs> when I did Ironman Wales like back in 2019, I got to the front of the race, took me flipping ages, 120 k's, and I got there. And this motorbike was driving way too flipping close to me. Like it was literally like two meters in front, but the road's like real fucking sketchy. You know, them shitty British roads you get where there's like in the middle of the road, there's like a bush and it's like, you either have to go the left side or the right side, but the middle's like, there's like, I don't know. You know what it's like, Max, don't you all that greenery in the middle and stuff. It was on one of them. The motorbike was like two meters in front of me. And every time I was going faster, he was going faster and I was on this sketchy, shitty road. And I was honestly, I'm not even lying. I was getting, it wasn't even downhill and I was going like 60 K, 62 Ks an hour. Unfortunately, because he was so close to me, that was how I punched because I didn't see a flipping pothole coming. So I hit it, punched it and that was it. But when I was doing it, I was thinking, Jesus, this thing is literally pulling me along. Like the others behind ain't got any fucking chance. Like I'm literally doing 60 Ks an hour on a flat bit of road. Like, cause I'm trying to go fast. I'm like, couldn't help it. You know, when he's that close to you in front, you pick up the speed, he picks up the speed, and he can always go quicker, can't you? And you think, God, if anyone's behind that, they're out of the race, aren't they? They're not coming back. And I only end up getting it for about six, seven K because I punched it. But I must have had at least a minute lead just in a matter of like six kilometers. It was absolutely crazy. Damn. Holy damn. But, um, Maxi, I want to hear, uh, are there some more 70.3s now on your bucket list after these, uh, these two, these two neck? Neck on neck races. <laughs> uh, well, I qualified for for worlds, so yeah, I'm definitely going to give that a good a good rip at the end of next year. Like, oh yeah, why wouldn't you? You know, like New Zealand trip, uh, and give it a, give it a good shot. I think there's quite a few short course guys doing that one, so it, it'll be it'll be fun to have a bit of a pack at the front. You know, do some drafting, do some mm-hmm. motivating, and and see how we can see what we can do. One thing I want to talk about though is um, we've been. Um, we, as a Travel Mockery, the podcast of the community, have uh, get it round, put in some pennies in the pocket, paid that pro Max Tepley to get him to represent us in uh, Asia, in Phuket, and now uh, in uh, in Bahrain. And I was looking for that that big dog on that tri suit. I couldn't flip and see it. What was it? Was it like in your undies or something? Where was that? What was that logo? <laughs> no, I would get skinned yeah. by some of my sponsors if I would do that. Like not show them what was going on there. Yeah, I didn't have time to have it printed on the long course suit, boys. Sorry. I've <laughs> already been chased by one sponsor, mate. Don't give me two. I, I owe someone a bike. They want the bike back, mate. But I said to him, I've got no bike. I can't give it back to you. He said, give it back to me now. Your contract What's that, up. Joe? 
No, Swift. No, Swift yeah. <laughs> I haven't got a contract. I was thinking that when he was saying that. I was thinking, I can't remember saying this when he was saying that. <laughs> but yeah, you're going to lose your Swift and you're going to end up losing your Argon, mate. You're going to end up... I've got a unicycle I can lend you for some training if you want. <laughs> I, might start, I might start riding around on the Boris bike, mate, around in the legs. So, you know, is that the Swift guy then? He said that your your contract's ended. You need to done, give it mate. back. He said, you're done. He was hassling me on messages. says, I need more reels. I need more reels. I said, pal, look, I've done my social media, right? I've raced it all over fucking the world. Don't give me, you know, I'm not posting a reel every two seconds. And, and, and we had what, a big what, argument. Um, How many reels what, what did he want? What, what bike is it? Swift. What Swift is Carbon. Swift bike? Is, is, it, is it the same as that, is that um, online game? No. No, it's like a Brit. It's, uh, it's British, isn't it? Is it a British right. brand? Oh, really? Portuguese. It's Portuguese. Portuguese. Oh, all right. Portuguese. All right. So what, 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 what did, so he gave you a bike or just a frame? Uh, to be fair, so the company loaned me a bike at the start of the year, All and right. uh, so it's not even my bike, uh, and it helped me out quite nicely until I snapped it, and then I needed another one. <laughs> that was in the Super League, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now he wants it back because they say they don't want to keep sponsoring me. They say uh, I'm too. You keep breaking. Like, you keep breaking the bike. <laughs> but what they the, said that? Um, did they say that? No, no, I'm taking the piss. They just what? want it back. How many reels did they did they want yeah. then when he kept saying like we want the reels? How many what's, what's uh, he, he asking? wanted loads, mate, off me and Kate. And I said, Look, Kate's won Super League, mate. She's about a fucking ten million views on Instagram. Like, I think your bikes had good exposure. And he's like, I can't see the analytics and I can't see the business revenues, so you need to post more reels. <laughs> so basically, if he's not selling, he's like, I need more reels. <laughs> and if he's selling a lot, he's happy. Like <laughs> yeah. what, what was but how many how many reels are we talking? And what's yeah, like one a week contract? Yeah, he, like- so first of all, it wasn't in my contract. I said, Look, mate, it's not in my contract, and my contract's not with you. So take it up with Swift Portugal. He said, But I'm the UK guy, and I'm like, Yeah, well, I don't know who you are. And then uh and then I, I looked in the contract and there wasn't a specified amount. So I said, Well, technically I can post nothing and I wouldn't be in breach of viol- of contract. Yeah. So uh, in, the, in the end in the end, that's that's it. That's it, you know? That's the answer. Yeah. That's the contract. You you and you're bound to the contract and uh, he can have so, he, he wants maybe a million reels a week, but it ain't gonna <laughs> flip and happen. Swifty's getting his road bike back then, so what road bike are we going to be on next year, mate? Because I've only got two Argons, mate. And I, I haven't need got them. a bike either. <laughs> Tom's got... So they're up, the deck collectors are after Tom's Specialized. That's going as well. So Tom Tom, you, Tom and you might have to like pitch in for a bike that you can like Dude, borrow. Got, we've got no you, bike for next year. Tom will use it on weekends because he doesn't train Monday to Friday, apart from Apple season. And uh, <laughs> you can use it the rest of the time. Like, what bike, <laughs> maybe, what bike are you both going to look at then? Because you both need a road bike, really, don't you? Like, what's the... What's catching your eyes? I literally have no clue. I literally will have to see because I've had this tremendous season where I had uh, (laughs) one start and dust DNF. I've trained flipping hard, but uh, no results. Was that the only race that you did? So you've got to your... Uh, yeah, yeah, well, well, uh, what, the only big race, the only big Jesus, race. mate, your PTO ranking is going to take a hammering, isn't it now? Like, like you were no, up to like, like at least like, you were a top 300 and now it's going to go down. It's gone, it's gone, mate, absolutely gone. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I literally, uh, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. But I can mate, see... honestly, I don't know, I'm thin on the ground, pal, like I thought I had a pretty decent year, like I'd be able to at least get a bloody bike, but you know, does anyone you out there what? listening that's from a bike brand... Email me. Uh, and if he breaks the bike, he wants another one and you ain't getting it back. <laughs> a frame snappage. And if you want to cancel the contract at the end of the year, well, fuck you, pal. And if you want the reels, make sure you get it in the contract. Because you... 
Yeah, if you want a real kind of guy, message me. <laughs> <laughs> so for the reels, message Tom. For the snap frames, message me. Yeah. <laughs> you know anyway. what, Max? I was thinking uh, next year, like the way you, you've you've ended the season, you've gone through some like uh, uh, some non-drafting races. You won Phuket. You've uh, took third at Bahrain. I can see you going for the PTO races now. And I was thinking this when I was drive when I was out biking the other day. My mind was going mad and I was thinking what would be a cool thing to do and I was thinking I can see it now the road to the GT3 Max is going to be doing like the PTO races he's going to be dominating he's going to be getting some money with his bonus you could treat yourself at the end of next season to a nice Porsche GT3 if I win the Ironman series I'm going to get one Tommy's going to sell shitloads of like that caffeine stuff that he's producing now like he's going to be Mr. Supplement UK you could get your mate Yeezy we could do, we could do when like he wins uh, the short course. He can end up getting one. We can take the subscribers. I can see it now, Tom. We could drive down to Banyoles. We could stay at Max's. And then we could do like a road trip, couldn't we, through like the Pyrenees. I know. You could I head know, back could... to Amsterdam. This I'll is, get the ferry the, from Bilbao you know... back to Portsmouth. Like, I can see it next <laughs> December. This time next year, boys. Right. Road to the GT3. Road um, to the GT3. That's what we've first... got to get our eyes on. But first, we it. need to road, road to a new bike to even ride the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Max um, might need one. Obviously, he can't do any training. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be smashing it next year because none of these guys have got bikes. Like half my competition ain't got a bike to train on, so I'm like quids in at the moment. All I've got to do is just make sure I ride mine. <laughs> I am just, um, I'm just looking into uh, to maybe buying uh, a new bike. Like I'm just going to see which one would fit me best. But the hard thing is, you can't really try a lot of bikes, can you? Try as in T R I. Why? You can't... What? T-R-Y. Well, try as in triathlon. It was like a joke. Uh, but you can't really oh. try a bike, can you? Like you can drive a car. Like, hey, mate, can I try this one for a bit? No, that is a that is a big problem. No one really wants to let you use a bike, do they? Whereas you'd never buy a yeah. car, really, without taking it for a test drive, would you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Tough times. Tough times in the bike industry. You know, they all... Pull, you know what I hate is when they pull the, they pull the COVID card, mate. You know, when they don't want to sponsor you. That means you're well, I, I do. I, I understand that. Uh, on some way, I don't understand it because... Um, so there's two bits. One thing is that if you want money now, um, it is true that in the um, cycling industry, a lot of people bought a lot of, you know, group sets. Um, who's got shitload of uh, these indoor trainers, uh, all the, the, the clothing brands has got a shitload of clothes because a lot of people got into cycling was, it was just during COVID. Then they've got a whole lot of frames, but then the new season is coming because, and then they're stuck with all the old frames. If you're sponsoring a new, if you're sponsoring an athlete, they're also asking for money, but they just don't have the budgets to, uh, you know, less sales is less marketing budget, but you can still give bikes for free. That's the so other you- so you're you're got your eyes on a bike for free. That's what you're that's what you're eyeing up, mate. I don't even know where my eyes are at, um, but um, I, I I do get that if uh, some com- companies have to uh, cut the budgets, yeah. Well, anyway, what's next? Then? I heard a story that, um, for example, Wahoo and Benelux had like eight hundred or a thousand old uh, indoor trainers. Eight hundred or a thousand, just in one yeah. in Benelux. Yeah, is just that, like I don't even know how much that is. Like, is that a lot or not? Like, that's I mean, a shitloads of people. But imagine know, how many maybe, people maybe are probably going to buy. Maybe them even now. more. Maybe ten thousand. Really? But just like a load, and then it's like the old model, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is they're that's not going to sponsor your athletes and say, oh, but you can have the 2019 bike or the 2020 bike because the athletes yeah. want the 2023 bike. So they're and stuck with, with a bunch of dead weight product. And same for if you're, so if you're uh, just one of these, uh, if you're like a rich age grouper and you want like to buy a new bike, like a high-end bike and your range is in between seven and, and, and 12 grand or five and 12 grand, I don't know, then you do want the newest model, don't you? You're not going to buy an old model. The majority, oh. the majority. Mm. To me, it's like, all right. I always think like a lot of the new frames don't really add a lot. I mean, the SL7 is still great and they're coming out with the SL8. I don't think it's going to differ. When I first lot. saw the SL8, I, th I thought it was an SL7. I thought, well, what, what's different there? Yeah, so if they would, if they would sell the previous model, for example, for 2K less, 2.5K less, it, um, to me, it's not worthwhile going for an extra free grand yeah. for the newest bike. Yeah. It's like the difference the... between Altrega and Durace. Like when you compare Altrega and Durace, it's just, it's literally just a paint job, the difference. Like, what's the main subject then, boys? What are we uh, going to talk about for that? Well, we're 40 minutes in, mate. I don't think we uh, we need a, a main <laughs> subject. We can talk a bit more. Main subject. So, what would you do, John, Joe, if you'd have to buy a bike? If you'd, if you'd have to buy a bike, what would you do? Oh, my God, flipping heck. I haven't got a clue. I'd probably look on Facebook Marketplace, to be honest. Uh, I know what Joe would do. I know what Joe would do because he told me what to do. What did <laughs> I said, say? He said, you know what you need to do, mate? Find every single bike brand you can possibly think of. Yeah. And message them on Instagram. Yeah, well, I would because a lot of the bikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for you, that's a win-win, mate. Like, you know, you can't. I still, there's no... have, I still have about a, 20 unread messages. On a, my a wise man, a wise man once told me that you miss 100% of the chances you don't take. Yeah, so what, what I'm really curious though, would you just say to every band brand, I've always been a fan. I really like your frame and, 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 and the whole theory and, and story about the company, just like, every well, no, I just say like, company. can I, who can I, can I speak to the person from marketing from your company? And then I'll chat to the person from marketing, see what options I've got, see how good the bike is, uh, and then, uh, pick the best bike out of whatever one yeah, I get. Let's be yeah. fair. So you don't, so for example, um, your bike sponsor is dropping you. There is no way in flipping hell that you're going to ride a C brand. You'd rather spend 10 No, but I'd contact decent brand bikes. All the bike companies right. that I'd sponsor would contact would be good. I wouldn't contact, contact someone's shit for the sake of it because it'd be a shit bike, right. wouldn't it? And you'd go slow. All right. But if worst case scenario, if I couldn't get one, like if, if I was getting no luck, then obviously I'd, I'd buy one. But like exactly. I'd just try and get one that's like what I thought was the quickest bike, um, yeah, which like sense. you say, is harder set easier said than done because it's hard to know what frames will actually fit you and what bikes are fast isn't it you know without actually being able to test it first so that's actually pretty tough i mean i guess you'd have to normally i think it comes around because you see one of your mates has got a bike who's maybe a similar size to you and you see what it looks like and if he looks pretty good on it and it seems like a decent bike you probably go for that don't you really don't but you think a lot of the a brands in the industry all their um tt frames like the, the high-end tt frames they don't differ that much no, like they're all probably going to be pretty much as aero. It's just about what exactly. one fits you. So you yeah. need to just get one that fits you well. That's the main yeah. thing. Yeah, and that's funny and because, it, yeah, at Sub 7, Dan Bigham was riding. What was he riding? He's like the most aero guy in the world, right? And he was riding P5. a Cervelo P5 rim brake. Yeah, he hates disc brakes, right. though. Yeah, yeah, well, that well, makes sense. This, how are disc brakes? I never understood how disc brakes are more aero on, on a road bike. Oh, no, sorry. Well, they'll, a, go back, a, they'll go back to, they'll go back to rim brakes soon, though, wouldn't they? Like, and then everyone will have to change all their wheels and everything and buy new bikes. 
So the market. I, wins, I actually right? think that's my bullshit buster of the week, mate. Disc brake on TT bikes. Like you see these guys running, riding up and down to Harvey in, in Kona, maybe <laughs> needing to do one U turn. Yeah. <laughs> but they got disc brakes, no way. You They'll be able defin- to stop extra fast. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do not need a disc brake bike. I think there's in Kona, I think there's three times, Tom, and wouldn't you say where you have to brake? First time is at the turnaround, is uh, coming down uh, Polani. That's the first time you brake, isn't it? When you take that yeah. left, 90 degree left, because obviously Matt Hansen, his brakes had a malfunction <laughs> at the top of that descent and he went down <laughs> it. And my dad said he was standing there and he go, everyone, quite a few of them went down there quite quick. He said, Jan took the corner quite fast. But he go, it was nothing compared to Matt Hansen. <laughs> I don't know, he go, I don't know what he was thinking, but he came down there so fast and he took out a policeman and like, I think he broke his hand and I don't know what he did to the policeman. And I spoke to Matt about it and I said, what happened to you that day there? He said, oh, my brakes malfunctioned. But I thought, I heard that they malfunctioned at the top and he decided, fuck it, I'm going down anyway. But he said, no, I started the descent and then I tried to brake. <laughs> um, could you imagine how scary that would be? And there was no brake there. And he said he he hit 45 miles an hour when he got to that, that corner and he just had to try and lean it. <laughs> he just had to try and lean it a little and get round. Because <laughs> was obviously not going to get round. Took the policeman out and went into the barrier. I mean, God, that'd be terrifying, wouldn't it? That would, oh, like, my going. God. <laughs> but that's the, only, that's the first time you break. Second time is probably the, around the cone at, uh, at the U-turn, like 5Ks down the road from there. Um, and then it's how we... I don't even think you break when you come back towards Polani because up that look, up a little, it's no. not that quick, is it? And then no. the next time is uh, at the turnaround in Harvey, and I think, and then the fourth time would be at transition. That's the only times you touch the brakes in the whole of the race. Four times you could actually almost get get away with just one. Yeah, break but to be honest, race. in some front packs they ride so close to each other that they have to brake when a motorbike comes around. <laughs> So it's yeah. also them little times. Yeah, but you get the Garmin Varia, mate, now. So you get a warning when that thing sneaks up to you, don't you, on your bike? Like it tells you, and then you just gradually drop back, ease off the gas. So like the gap is up to 12 meters. <laughs> free will, free will. Yeah. That's free. what I was doing, mate. That's what I was doing. Martin was fucking fuming. I got, I got to the finish, you know, I was like, oh, high five, mate. And he was like, oh, a bit close on the bike. I was like, who, who said that? You what? <laughs> Martin. Who? Martin Van Riel. Martin was pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pissed off. So look, was mate, he? Yeah. Well, you know what they say, like you said to me, Joe, don't hate the player, hate the game. Hate the game. Oh, mate. (laughs) Martin's not Martin's not making me coffee when I go to Drona now. (laughs) So so 50% or more in the front pack was hating on you with regards to the bike lag. You probably did your fair bit on the swim because you know you're around, but you were just fucking around on the bike with your neck. Probably sitting way too close because you couldn't see it. In your, in yeah, that, in he that, couldn't that, see. He couldn't lift his head up. It was for safety reasons, boys. I was looking where I was going. I didn't want to take you out. You know, I just had to get close. <laughs> yeah, you just wanted to make sure they were all right. You saw a fly on him and just wanted to. It was just seeing if it was like if it looked dodgy, weren't you, or if it was all right? Well, no, the, the real reason is I saw Martin's pink tri suit and it was just so beautiful. I had to get close to those two nice rosy cheeks, and uh, and yeah, and then he got angry. So. You know. May I ask? <laughs> you just said sorry. I thought I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't sure if it was uh, if we were just going to go draft legal in this one. You know. <laughs> sorry, all... mate. I thought I was back in uh, in Thailand with all these all these uh, these ro- these pink suits all over the all over the bikes. I'll you tell know? you what, Max. Race Spain. They don't care about uh, they don't care about drafting. I would like to see a head up. 
Could you imagine if uh, you were racing Yuri Kulin? Because you, <laughs> you, you might say that you go close to other people and you'd look round and Yuri would be actually on your wheel and you'd be like, Jesus, like, I thought I was close. But this obviously, I'm, it's no problem because this guy's actually sat on me. There's levels to the game. Levels <laughs> there's, to the level, game. there's levels <laughs> to the game, Max. You've got a lot to learn yet and Yuri can teach you everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no, um, I was trying my best to stay draft free. I had a flipping marshal next to me for forty k, but I just got—I don't know—I just got loads of abuse at the finish line, mate. <laughs> what did it? What did it do to your uh, self confidence? So, where were you thinking when you were going through transition in two two t two? Like, were there any any cameras? Are there going videos round after the race? Am I going to get cancelled for this? Oh, I just thought, you know. Fuck them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I looked at my power. Like, I pushed flipping 300 watts for, for two hours. Like, I thought that was pretty good numbers. You should have said that to them. Look, guys, I pushed fairly good power. Like, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you should have said. I said, look, it's just because you're so strong, guys. I'm so sorry. You're so strong and sexy. Oh, that would, they would have let you get away with that then. You'd have played right into them, wouldn't you? You know, like... If someone's pissed off with me, like my neighbor's pissed off with me at the moment, like, uh, uh, not again. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. You've been swimming in the endless pool. No, I drained, uh, some water from it. Um, and he thinks it's like caused his, he thinks it's like caused his garden problems, but it's not it's really it's been raining loads last week. Like, what, what, garden, me. What, what garden problems does he have? Oh, does he I suffer from really... flooding? <laughs> I can't really go into that here anymore yeah, than that. I want to yeah, know. He's... I want to know. What, what? Breached whale. Yeah. His garage might be a bit. His garage might be breached, but I think it was the rain. There was nothing to my endless pool. Uh, it's nothing got to not... deal with twenty thousand liters. Pool <laughs> <laughs> still got water on it. It's just the water minutes, on the... But it wasn't rain from last four weeks. Yeah, it's like rain from last four weeks, mate. There's a bit of rain on the cover. Nothing on you out the ordinary. He's like collared Laura today and like tried to have a go. Uh, and he's obviously waiting to, for me, uh, but like, I haven't seen him yet. I've avoided him. Um, <laughs> 20,000 liters, like <laughs> literally flooding away in 10 minutes, and the whole, his whole garage in the fundamentals of it. So like... His car's lifted up to like the rafters, mate. Like, <laughs> he, he opened the door and the water pushed him back. <laughs> <laughs> he could literally raft in his backyard. It was, it was from rain from weeks ago. No, but it's true. If you don't have a proper, uh, what is it, like a drainage system. And uh, you want to empty your pool with twenty thousand liters? Then uh, yeah, well, I'll let, I'll drain that into the drain, <laughs> like like Just... with a big like uh, like I use a pump with a big. Uh... I don't know what you call it, like a funnel on it, and it like goes into the drain. This was just a bit of water off the cover, you know, like. But he's he's never liked me. I had a good solution for. It. I want to sink the damn thing in the garden, so it was like minimal eyesore flat as a pancake you wouldn't even know it was there he wouldn't let me do it would have caused would have been happy he would have been happy as larry then he wouldn't know now he's just got he's just he's just angry mate like any opportunity he gets he has a dig at you you know you get builders like do some work he'll have a go at you he's just a very angry man tony's his name (laughs) calm down tony tony calm down tony it's all right (laughs) (laughs) calm down calm down 
Like Christmas is coming, mate. Show him a bit Christmas of love. is coming. I'll show him a bit of love. I'll send him a Christmas card through the letterbox and uh it'll be sweet. I dip, dip my... it in your pool before you send it over, mate. Nice when, and I wet. See, <laughs> when I see my neighbour, Jane, the woman, I say to her, Oh, you're right, Jane. And she's really bitter and angry and she tries to make not eye contact with me and just completely ignore her. Now, would you in that case, be like, I ain't saying I to her again. Or would you find it funny saying to her, oh, you're right, and being really nice just because no, you, know, yeah. you know that she can't stand you? Because I find to, it... I would just be... Um, you need to watch, of course, your tone because if you're doing it in a sarcastic way, then she knows that you're taking the piss, um, which would be bullying. Well, do you, um, do you think she you... thinks that I'm taking the piss then? Yes. Like, so you, you know can, what I'm like. Can... What, you think that? Just whenever you see her, just be really nice and say, hey, Jane, how are you doing? Have a nice day. And if she doesn't say anything, just do it every time, every time. I do. But not in a sarcastic way, mate. What, what would be uh, a sarcastic way then? Like how you think uh, I might do hey, it? Hey, Jane. I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not Noel Mulkey, mate. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, but just being over-enthusiastic where you're like obviously taking the piss. If you I go, I go like this to her. I go, you right, Jane? Like that. You all right? Hey, yeah, Jane. Nice to today, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she tries not to make eye contact with me. And How's she's uh, doing? <laughs> I said to her when I wanted to get I saw the your I saw your husband rafting last week. <laughs> yeah. hey, you say what's wrong with Tony? Has he got anger management again? Oh, mate, he has. You know, when I was swimming in there one day in the summer, right? I don't even know if I've said this story on the podcast, but I was swimming in there. This is when we first got it. And techno was round. We were doing a bit of a swim. Like I was getting in there, smashing out a few intervals. Then Mark was getting in there because you know what it's like. You get all excited, don't you, when you get a new toy? So we were like flipping, cranking it up. <laughs> and she said, "You can't." She literally stood on the on the fence. Like she must have climbed up. She was like flipping like Tarzan, like uh, sticking her head over the fence and everything. She said, "You can't swim in there." I didn't realize she was saying it because I was like swimming. Mark was there, and Mark like got my attention. I went, "What's the problem?" She went, "I told you I didn't want you to get this pool." And I said, yeah, I know. And I told you I was going to get it anyway. Uh, <laughs> then I carried on. She said, you're a, you're a little, you're a little boy or something like that said to me. And I <laughs> like you, you, something, something really like patronizing. She said, and I said, well, you're the one acting like a kid climbing up my fence now, you know, like <laughs> giving me abuse in my garden. And then Tony comes in. Don't you talk to my wife like that? Calm down, Tony. Like, you know, I'm not the one climbing on the fence, giving me abuse, you know. I'm like, just having a swim, mate. I'm oh, just having God. a swim, trying to mind my own business, you know. It's a nice day in the but summer. What about, what about if you, um, I think at some part, so you had you had the kickoff at the beginning and uh, that was like a, a, a boiling pot of anger. You should have just went around after two weeks with like a bouquet of flowers and said something like, hey, Jane and Tony. Yeah. Oh, mate, the damage was done. The uh, damage was done, mate. You know what the latest thing is was kicking off, don't you? No, but you should have said something yes. like, we no, started no. off on the wrong foot. And, no, uh, there's more. There's more, mate, what's kick causing kickoffs now. They're all cardboard, cardboard boxes, mate. That is... <laughs> A huge topic at the moment in here. Letters have been going to the management company. The management company's been taking pictures of our cardboard boxes in the bin, sending it through to our door. What saying, is cardboard boxes? You know, like a bit when you get when you get a delivery, it comes yeah. in a cardboard box, like say from Amazon. So you imagine like there's all kinds oh, of different right. sizes yeah, of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, so we have like these big communal bin, and you put it in there, and everyone yeah. has to share and get along all nice, pretend you're mates. 
we put our stuff in there. Bloody paps are out, aren't they? Taking pictures of it, sending it to the management company, and we're getting letters through the door from the management company saying, like, you know, uh, what the hell's this? But they're literally they are off. They they are taking pictures of other cardboard boxes as well and trying to pretend that they're Oz. Huge, mate. They're 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 absolute fiends. Like everything. Did you leave your name on the cardboard boxes? What's that? Do you leave your name on the cardboard boxes? Like if it's to Joe Skipper. Sometimes, sometimes not, but even other ones oh, I'll take that's pictures. That's a rookie like, mistake. You need to cross your name out and then you can say, what, what are you talking about? I went out there with a load of cardboard boxes. It's Tony. It's at Tony. <laughs> I went, How do I know it's not you, Tony? You're sabotaging yeah. me. I went out there with a load of cardboard boxes the other day with Laura. We're putting them in, like folding them all up, putting them in. And one of the neighbors came out because quite a lot of them are quite old. This guy's like, he's got to be 70s. And we've seen him for two years. And he said really confused oh well you're just moving in i said no i've been here for two years mate and he said, oh i i don't know if he was saying it sarcastically as in like you've got a lot of cardboard boxes or if he was very confused and he genuinely thought that we had moved in the house i do, still do you know, know what i find the contradiction in your uh your life so on one hand you've got these 70 pluses who are like your best mates round and you train mm-hmm. with them every day and on the, on the other hand the whole neighborhood that is in that age yeah. Just trying to bully you out of the community. <laughs> you should just get the, 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 you know, the pensioner on them. He'll sort them out. Oh, He's mate, like, the powerful pensioner's moved. He Don't moved. Be- he had a bit of disrepute with uh, one of his neighbours. He couldn't cope with the banging and stuff. So he's moved to Sheringham. He bloody moved 25 miles away. Not if you think banging. about it. Like, I don't know, we said his neighbor like banged loads and stuff like that, slammed the door and stuff like that. And he thought, I can't do it. I'm cracked. Yeah, yeah, not banging like he thought. (laughs) I know what you were thinking. (laughs) I was thinking the fit pensioner. Yeah, bad for pensioner. He had his stethoscope. Yeah, yeah. he had his stethoscope on the wall, didn't he? Like, here at seeing what he could (laughs) do. Hey, guys, have we got a bullshit buster? Um. Well, I was going to say the neck brace, but actually, Max says that Max reckons there's a point for that. Um, a bullshit buster, I don't really know, to be honest. Um, um, bullshit buster. Fuck. Do you know what I'm going to do, by the way, Joe? What? So um, I've literally had uh, uh, the time off since Cozumel, and I've gained like a few kilos, and I want to go straight into. So I've done two times one hour on the bike, really easy straight into a 4dp test and i want to make a video oh that sounds grim that sounds so grim yeah would you be up for a deep 4dp test max What's we should that? all do one shouldn't we we should all I, do I'm one i'm not even sure if i would be able to complete it let's What's all that? do one film it and we'll get the footage and mix it all into one what's a 4dp test well it's a it's a power test where you have to do two seven second sprints yeah a five minute max a 20 minute max and then a one minute max Whoa. And then untrained. So you can imagine one month off season and then straight into like one of the grimmest tests in the scene. Is this what your new coach has got you doing? No, this is still like... Uh... <laughs> he's sneaking that in. He's sneaking that little one in before he yeah. gets the new coach. Yeah, he's no, definitely I'll, I'll... got the new coach because he's got to get baseline numbers. So he's lying to us. He knows his coach. <laughs> no, there's no... You reckon? There's no, uh, I've literally... Uh, so I've got three people in mind where I actually want one of them. Um, but he straight said at the time, like, um, I, uh, Hey mate, like, I don't have the time, but I do. He just think it's fun to coach me. So he said, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll coach it. you for fun. Me and Max would coach you. Like Max can give you a swim sets. 
I'll give you the bike and run sets or whatever. I'll give you one set, one sport, and we can get someone else to give you the other sets. Uh, yeah, that, you could be the other the other two coaches, but then uh, uh, maybe with the patrons as well, throw them in there, share the sessions. Share <laughs> All right, then. But, uh, yeah, for the Peters, that would be a good one. A video with the three of us. You should do that it, would Max. Off-season. Yeah, no problem. Yeah? Yeah. You sure what you're signing yourself up for? I puked there <laughs> last time I did it. <laughs> yeah, he, right. he loved it. All right. Yeah. Well, let's uh, sort that out via WhatsApp, and uh, I think that'll do for today's uh, podcast, won't it? Yeah, yeah, well, well. All right, boys. See Thanks, you later. Boy. See you later, guys. See you, dogs. Yeah, bye. See you, bye. Wait, what?